Red Raiders. Hello, Thread Raiders. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, freaks and geeks, one and all, welcome to the Thread Raiders podcast. What started as a small uprising on Twitter has turned into a movement to spread goodwill among all creators, with the occasional side quest for Torsk and Kiat Bowler. <laughs> well done. Well done. Beautiful. On three minutes of practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm thank, thankfully, uh, Grizz put that in phonetically for me, so I wouldn't <laughs> screw it up. <laughs> But you, you, the listener, don't know how many takes it took, so ha-ha. Uh, I am one of your awesome hosts, David Steele from SteelEmpire.com. And I'm Chaotic Anarchy from Thread Raiders. And I'm Fenwald Griswick from the planet Earth. <laughs> yes! Good place to be. I think you should explain why you're looking for Torsk. Yes, okay. Why am I looking for Torsk? I don't know. <laughs> uh the side quest for Torsk. I guess Torsk because it's it's a food, right? It's a fish, so I have to eat. Today's theme is Norway. <gasps> That's right. Yes. <gasps> the amazing heavy metal Jesus, Nils the Red, <laughs> has joined us for an interview. Yeah, he did. So Norway is our theme. That's right. So make sure you stay tuned for a great interview we're going to throw in the middle of this mess. Uh, well, <laughs> a good mess. <laughs> so uh, stay tuned to check that out. And speaking of Nils... I actually um, joined his group. He does a podcast with uh, Nerd Therapy. It's a great D&D podcast, a lot of fun, with a whole bunch of uh, people with international flair. Um, some American, some English, and well, I guess they're English, and he's the only one from Norway. I was speaking to Ian uh, after the show was over, and he's from uh, an island off of North Britain, so he considers himself Scottish. Uh, but it's weird because I um, I love history, but I, so I pulled up the map and just him and I were talking. And I, we, after we were on for over three hours, and uh, and I'm just looking. He's giving me a little history lesson. It was really cool. Just talking about the Firth of Firth. Yes, hey. whatever that means. I don't know. And the Firth but, of yes. Fifth. Yes, it was awesome. I loved it. But uh, those guys were a blast. I had so much fun, and I have no idea how he's going to edit it because it was definitely uh, chaos. I mean, chaos ensued. So. How did your uh, yes. uh, How did your dark Viking accent fare? <laughs> yeah, that was another thing too. Yeah, do we get a preview so wa- of it now? Yes, you can. I warned them in the beginning. I said, "Listen, I, I can't sound like a Norwegian speaking English." <laughs> I tried. <laughs> so anyway, this is what I came up with. It ended up being like Arnold Schwarzenegger. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Ron, get to the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so you will have to, uh, I guess when the show comes out, we'll put a link in for it so you guys can check that out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So today's show, uh, we have the lovely CA. We'll uh, recap Wizard World because she went to Wizard World in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. A little conference. I do. It is is time for cons, right? Yes, it is con season. So exciting. It is. Is that a summertime thing like every year? Like when the weather starts to get warmer, people start heading out to go indoors? Yeah, they do it um, towards the end of June, beginning. Oh no, I'm sorry, towards the end of May, beginning of June. Yeah, they prefer okay. to do it during the warmer season. Cool. I got that, Grizz. That's funny. It's like the oh, nerds, right? Joke? Why would we go out? Yeah, oh, no, we decided so to go inside. <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, I missed it. I was so that was good. 
<laughs> and of course, we have our lovely interview with Nils the Red. And then we have our new segment where Grizz uses his brain power to uh, <laughs> throw out some news clips that he found from all over the world. <laughs> we found the most exciting Norway news that there has been in a month, and it's on. I'm, I'm sure it's not hard to do, to but it. no offense, Nils. <laughs> we love, we you, love you, Nils. <laughs> and then are we allowed to mention our, our new segment? It's going to be Let's Fix Grizz. Sure. We are. It turns out I'm broken. Of course, our gaming segment and the wonderful, amazing What's in the Box segment that everyone looks forward to. So, CA, uh, you want to start things off with telling us about your lovely weekend? So, yes, I went to Wizard World in Philadelphia, PA, and it was held at the convention center, and it was actually a lot of fun. I found my Keyblade. For those who have listened in before, I collect keys. Ah. (laughs) And I'm a huge fan of Kingdom Hearts, so I've been collecting life-size Keyblades, and I found the Oathkeeper, so I'm super excited about it. But it's very, very heavy, so I had to, like, drag it behind me, like (laughs) one of the pyramid heads from Silent Hill. (laughs) Oh, my God. <laughs> and then we thought about doing that as like a, a cosplay for next year, <laughs> like a Kingdom oh, Hearts geez. Silent Hill theme. I thought that would be I pretty love cool. it. <laughs> I also got to see uh, Dr. Travis Langley. Um, I go to see him every Wizard World convention. Highly recommended. Uh, he is actually a psychology professor who teaches um, the psychology of crime, mental illness, social behavior, and media at Henderson State University. Oh, cool. Uh, he does a lot of panelist um, discussions with psychology of superheroes at conventions like San Diego Comic-Con and also Wizard World. And he has a lot of books out. Um, I own them all. <laughs> uh, like Batman and the psychology behind him. Uh, they, he does also does Star Wars, Wonder Woman, Supernatural, all of our, our favorite shows on TV. And it, it's really quite fascinating the the theories and and thoughts behind it i mean i i me being a psychology major i really do find it very fascinating and he even goes into some of the villains and like how the joker relates to batman and things like that wow so he's a legit doctor he is yeah and and but he's he's talking about pretend people Correct. Yes. And the psychology <laughs> okay. behind it. Like why we love Batman and what is it yeah. that's so appealing about the Joker. Ah, uh, So it basically tells us how fucked up we are. Right. And then he relates it back to like the original comics as well as to why the superheroes are so messed up today. <laughs> so oh. so it's, it's not like he's a psychiatrist who puts Batman in a chair and says, all right, Bruce, tell me, right. tell me what's wrong with you. No, he doesn't put him in jail. No. Just checking. He just explains why Batman does the things he does and why we find that to be appealing. Cool. So I got to see him, which was pretty amazing. And he even signed my book, so I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Huge fan. You can follow him on Twitter. It's Super Horologist, S-U-P-E-R-H-E-R-O-L-O-G-I-S-T. Highly recommend it. I would follow him. He has over 113K followers. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I also uh, got a lot of pictures of cosplay, which was amazing, um, but I didn't cosplay myself this year. It just was no time to do it. There's just been so much going on with Red Raiders. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that's pretty much all I did. did. Did you get any food from across the street? I actually didn't. I went to a Chinese restaurant called Joy Tin Lao <laughs> in Chinatown, and it's incredible. Nice. Yes, they have dim sum carts that they wheel around, and then you can pick stuff off the cart, and it's actually really great on pricing, and the food is delicious. Um, awesome. I don't speak Chinese, so unfortunately I don't know what I ate to tell you what to get, but... <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I highly recommend it. It's great. Always go with the meat on this stick. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's always a winner. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to tell What's, me that. Uh, <laughs> 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 wow. I didn't even get that. Oh, after, I got it. Happened. Oh, we got a sound effect for that. <laughs> um so, so what's the main what's the main draw of wizard world because i've never been is it this comic book people that love the comic books is that the main crowd yeah wizard world is supposed to be comic book based so you can find really amazing comics that um have either are very rare or collector's items you can find them there um huh. everything from marble marvel <laughs> marble oh no marvel and um all of the, you know, Batman, the classics are going to be there as well. Um, even like obscure ones that never were popular, you can find there. There's also actors that um, come out and hang out. So this year, like Natalie Dormer was there from Game of Thrones. Wow. And yeah. Pretty big draw. <laughs> She's beautiful. <laughs> yes, yes. And a lot of wrestlers go to these events as well. Uh, last year was Sons of Anarchy was there. So that was pretty cool. The crew was neat mm. to meet them. Mm-hmm. And you can find a, a lot of stuff for your cosplay too, like Fallout Four cosplays, Bioshocks. You know everything from you know little ID cards that they have in the films, the movies, and there's a lot of creators there as well who create these things from scratch that are perfect for your cosplay. So I highly recommend that if you're looking for pieces to add to your own cosplay. All right, now we're going to start an interview with the exciting, amazing heavy metal Jesus. Yeah, straight from the Ice Fortress in Norway. Our friend from Thread Raiders, Nils the Red. Hello, Mr. Nils. Hello. Hello, people. Me and my beard is ready for fun. I'm sorry. Do you prefer Nils or Red? Uh, Nils is okay. Nils is okay? Uh-huh. Yeah. I see that beard is starting to come back. It looks yeah. good. Just don't use heavy or Jesus. <laughs> I was going to call you Jesus. Right. No, 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 no. Well, that's I know the, red is because you're a secret communist, but where does Nils come from? <laughs> that's my that's my actual name. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I had to um, when I was starting the podcast. I was thinking I probably should do something a little more professional than heavy metal Jesus. And you know, I didn't want to be nicknamed heavy or Jesus by all means. Right. So I was right. just I used uh, Nils the Red because you know red beard. Professionalism is overrated. We don't do that here, so feel free to call yourself whatever you want to be called. God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, God, no, let me no. ask you this. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> Nils, let me ask you this. Are okay. you familiar with reindeer jerky? And if so, how could you? What? <laughs> That's right, reindeer jerky. We're starting off with the big, with the big guns. Okay. Uh, I have heard about it. I have not tasted it. And, you know, we're Norwegian. We do strange things. That's okay. We don't judge. We just were wondering. This is what you get when you wake me up at 6.30 in the morning to do an interview. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) Time zones. (laughs) Let me... uh, Tromso. Am I pronouncing that properly? Oh, it's it's Tromso. Tromso. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for correcting my Norwegian. Mm Mm-hmm. How far away from Trumsa uh, are you? And when was the last time you saw the sun actually rise above the, the horizon? <laughs> well, we have sun very a, a, lo- a good amount of the year, so it's not that too bad here. But uh, from Trumsa, I have no idea, actually. So you're more towards, like, Oslo? Yeah, I'm more, more towards that. 
Uh, so how, that's a question. Do how's that work? Do you have sun like normally? How many hours a day? We have um, a normal amount of sun actually now. Normal. So, okay. Yeah, we, we're in the middle of Norway, so it's not too bad. Okay. In the winter time, it gets dark around three or four. Okay. Well, yeah, it's kind of normal, I guess. But there's no like you don't have sun for a certain amount of months or anything. No, 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 not here. <laughs> not like... But if if you go up to Narvik, nor- where my um, my uh, grandmother's from, they have pitch black most of the winter time, and yeah, in in the summertime they have twenty four hours of sunlight. Wow. Yeah, that that would fuck you up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They made a movie up there, but like it was a vampire movie, didn't they? Yeah, they that? made they made the one. Uh, uh, what's it called? Daylight. I forget or? what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like that. But yeah, yeah, where when it turned dark, like they came and invaded the whole town. Are you thinking of proposal with Sandra Bullock? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever saw that one. Because love that movie. Yeah, it's not that. <laughs> Uh, no, it's I don't know the movie, and um, I used to spend my summers up in Narvik, so um, you know, go up there in twenty four hours sunlight, and you like go out in like three or four at night, and it's wow. people are barbecuing and they're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's like something you have to try in your lifetime, just to, just to experience. That. Yeah, Holy your biological crap. clock just goes. What the heck? Yeah, there's this there's this thing called seasonal affective disorder. Where, you know, like if you're inside indoors for the wintertime for too long, you know, like you start getting wonky and, and, you know, like cabin fever. Mm -hmm. Do you guys, do you have problems with that because of the weirdness of the sun? Um, Though the people who live up there are used to it, so no, they don't, I don't think they have too much problem with it. But, you know, for me who visited, it was, I'm supposed to sleep now, but no. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's it's okay. I I get my depression uh, goes down or goes gets worse during the winter for me because it is darker for longer longer yeah. periods of time. But yeah, so it's 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 nice with the sun when the sunlight comes back. Well, well, I'm glad things are back to normal. I hope they stay that way forever. <laughs> yeah, it's actually 23 degrees outside now, so it's it's warm and nice. Oh my god. Yeah. Fahrenheit? No, degrees Celsius. The oh, metrics. Okay. <laughs> the regular stuff. Doing the math. Uh, that's 107 for us, uh, Dave. <laughs> Probably. I hate conversion math. You know, you know, when I look at the map of Norway, I notice that your country is incredibly fractured. It's as if Sweden came over and knocked you off a shelf uh, <laughs> when they were a child. What's with yeah. all the islands? Uh, it's a good question. We like fjords and we like the sea, so we just decided to kick some stuff off to the coast. <laughs> That's good. They're like little storage areas. Yeah. What did you call that? Fjords? Fjords. Fjord. And what is a fjord? Fjord is when the parts of the ocean just starts to tentacle its way inside the country. Ah, cool. Yeah. So uh, you should go check out some pictures of Norway. You'll see some majestic stuff. Well, tell your wife uh, and the kids to expect the visitors when we come to to Norway. We're going to be crashing at your place. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that, that's going to be welcome. <laughs> Hello, honey. I have, so, I have some people here. I've never met them before. They're podcasters. Can they stay? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I actually... I, I actually had a few... I have a, a few people I know in uh, the USA. 
and uh, around the election time there were I got a flood of messages going. <laughs> We're migrating. You have free space. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, gonna need a job. Gonna need some hookups. Yeah, I said just out. come on over. I'll hook you up. Yeah. Speaking of online friends, I had uh, Lane at three sixty. Um, uh, Nick. He's a, he's a good friend from Boston, which is a about six hour ride north of where I'm at. But anyway, he came down to Philadelphia area uh, for uh, PAX East. It was a conference, and uh, he stayed at my place, crashed for the weekend, so that was kind of cool. Hmm. Getting to meet somebody, it's uh, not, a, not a psychopath. He was, he's a good dude. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so Apple. I love Apple. Uh, I hear, are you obsessed with Apple products as well? Uh, let's put it this way. We have uh, an Apple TV, three iPads, and two iPhones currently in use, and I have six or seven iPhones in the shelf. <laughs> oh, nice. man. That's a full-blown addiction right there. Yeah. It's, uh, Have you ever thought about switching over to the uh, the Android world? I did for a little time. I have I have an iPhone 2G. I imported it from the USA and when the iPhone first came. Yeah. And I used that for a long time, and then it started to get slow. And I think, I, I'll try Android for a little while. I had, to do, I had to put my phone in service for like three times in eight months. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. I just nope. I'm reclaiming this purchase, and I'm gonna buy an iPhone. Yeah, man. Yeah, I I jumped on iPhones uh, probably around three. I mean, the iPads are a little expensive for me. Um, that's the only reason I don't have those. I have a Kindle that I carry around uh, when I do a lot of reading. But the uh, man, when you, I could jailbreak my iPhone, that made it definitely a, a big seller. I have I have I, I used to jailbreak my own phones, but uh, the new ones, no. Since I got the 5S, I haven't jailbroken anyone. Yeah, you know what? You're right, because I think the 6, when I got the 6 Plus, I stopped doing it. Because they really uh, started to you know, add a lot of features that they were missing back yeah. in, in the day. Yep. I, I bought my iPad. I even saved up for my birthday money and such, and I bought an iPad. My wife was like, why do you need a, what's basically a bigger phone? Yeah. And, for, <laughs> and I said, for starters, it's a bigger phone. <laughs> Because it's cool. And, yeah, and second, it's cool, and third, I just want something to fiddle around with. Yeah, I was thinking it'd be cool when you to have an iPad that you could use as a phone as well. Put that thing up to your head. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I have the iPhone 2G. I still use it actually. It's uh, it's nice. it's still it's still in use the iPad. And she was like, it's a waste of time, blah, 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 blah. And she had an, an old laptop she used. And then she had a dislocation in the back and was uh, just basically bedridden for months. Oh, that sounds and, like fun. Yeah, it's like fun, you know. She's, I just have to go there and turn her around sometimes. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, so actually, then the, the, um, the laptop started to get wonky. And she couldn't use some streaming services on it. So he asked if she could borrow my iPad. I said, okay, sure. I usually take it to work with me, but sure, you can borrow it. And that's nice. the last time I saw my iPad for several months. <laughs> it was gone. <laughs> yeah, so I, well, so I bought her her own iPad mini for her thir- 35th birthday. I said, no, give me back my own. <laughs> yeah, give me. <laughs> now, being Jesus, though, how come you just didn't heal her? <laughs> yeah, my... Yeah. I don't work. All right, so you're not really Jesus. No, I'm not. What you're trying to say. All right. That's all right. We forgive you. (laughs) 
we're going to talk about your other uh, obsession, your D&D podcast. All right. We heard that it's a international flair. That's like the key word. Right. So uh, tell me about like what makes that different from uh, every other D&D podcast, like like my podcast, Magic and Steel. What's so special about yours? Well, first off, we're better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, that's the no. end of this interview. This will never see Bye. the light of this. <laughs> no, it's, uh, your podcast is really good. Uh, so I'm not dissing your podcast, first of all. And we're international. We have three people from USA, each in their own time zone, mind you. Uh, and we have two from uh, a married couple from England. We have our D, our technical wizard and editor. He's in Scotland, hmm. out on the Isle of Lewis. And then you have me, stuck in Norway. That's awesome. Yeah. If I might make a suggestion, uh, it turns out that Ethiopia has a massive D and D community. You might <laughs> want to consider if you're just if you're looking for somebody in the future. I'm throwing it out there. Yeah, I don't think we need any more time zones. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> So the um, nerd therapy. Who was the one that actually started it? Well, I'm the instigator. Uh, I'm ah. the one who starts all the bad stuff. <laughs> I'm the one who okay. do all the all the mischief. But you're uh, not the dungeon master, right? No, I'm not the dungeon master. Hell no. I started playing D and D about a year ago. So uh, no, and it you just had some um, friends online that you decided yeah, to pull. All together. of us are avid listeners of the incomparable podcast and now the incomparable network okay and we were just you know hanging out in the um, in the incomparable facebook community okay their zeppelin hanger as they call it and and ian posted a post about a year ago of november yeah just showing off all the D books he's been buying after starting listening to tpk which is their podcast total particle yeah. Yep. And I just, you know, posted a little tweet, a little post about, so when are we playing? Yeah, why don't we do our own? So what, what you just couldn't find any friends around where you live? No, I've just been listening to the D&D podcast they had for basically over two years. And I yeah. knew nobody who wanted to play. And I was thinking, so he's, here's a guy who just bought some books and he's right. in Scotland, which is semi-close to me. Just an hour difference, and I was like, "Sure, why don't we start something with our, you know, the fan base?" Yeah. And within within half an hour after that post, with like fifteen guys talking on uh, Facebook chat, and eight of us just got together one evening and just did a little play. And from that, the magic started. Yeah, it's actually the first three episodes of that podcast is our first session and that session is the yeah. first time we ever talked together and it works so good it was magic yeah everybody just clicked yeah it's a, there's a lot of really good people uh, online and following those communities the D rpg community so you usually luck out pretty well yeah so your character eldrick tell me about him what's the backstory on him well eldrick is a half orc a big guy. Uh, he's a fighter. I usually play fighters in every game I play. Uh, I don't do magic. Magic is for other people. Uh, Aldrich in particular, he's, um, he's immortal, kind of, in the fact that he doesn't age. 
he can get sick, he can get wounded, but he does not age, and he heals pretty good. Uh, the non-aging thing is um, is the result of a bad spell. A wizard was trying to curse him, and it backfired, and he ended up being immortal and with amnesia. Ah, all the best ones have amnesia. Yeah, that's an easy way to do backstory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is, but, is he a, is he a quick healer? Like, is he Wolverine? No, he's, he he usually heals at a normal rate, you know. But he's been um, he found out that a funny side effect is if he is drunk, he can remember. If he's sober, he doesn't remember shit. <laughs> and so he's been drunk for around two hundred years, and just recently he's discovered that adrenaline works pretty much the same way. So. He stopped drinking now to because you know two hundred years of drinking. Even though if you remember stuff, it's kind of fussy. Does he use the rage feature? Yeah, he's um, he's an orc and he's a fighter and he has a level in in barbarian, so he's half. Okay. So he has the level to use the rage feature. Nice. Yeah. And you know, being being addicted to adrenaline, he's prone to pick fights whenever he can. So he's. He started a lot of trouble for the group. He right. Got, he got us thrown in jail on the first, on the first <laughs> encounter. What do you think's the worst thing that ever happened to Eldrick so far? Happened to Eldrick or being caused yeah, by Eldrick? The worst thing that happened to him first. He's actually not been wounded that lot. He's uh, okay. He's he's lucky. Our DM is your DM hates him because he's he's never been able to beat him. Nice. So the lowest I've been was five hit points the last encounter, and that's just because I've been goading the DM to try to step up <laughs> his game. <laughs> oh my god! And those, the DM actually didn't do anything. It was our bard, no, our paladin who hurt me By because accident. he, yeah, he couldn't see. We were in a cloud of smoke, and he couldn't see us. So we had to throw dice to see if he hit the. Eferiti or me and of course he hit me (laughs) Um, so what's the worst thing then that you've done do you remember like blowing up a town (laughs) killing uh, a teddy bear Um, I think the funniest thing I've done is we uh, fought a bone monster and Eldrick decided instead of fighting the monster it would be easier to just drop the house on the monster so I just went around kicking out the support beams for the house and neglected, <laughs> neglected to tell my friends to run out. <laughs> oh my god, so kind of like a Samson move. Yeah, so I dropped the whole second floor on top of the bone monster. How many D12s do you have to roll to calculate the amount of damage that a second floor can do? Quite frankly, I don't remember, but it was <laughs> it was funny as hell. <laughs> Yeah. Now, did they all get hurt too? All the team oh, no, they they kind of understood where this was going, so everybody jumped out the windows. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so whenever you start doing something, they all take off. Yeah, most of the time, I put myself on fire to uh, kill some <laughs> bugs that was roaming around. That was before we stopped drinking, so we had a collection of alcohol so oh my god instead of killing the bees one by one i just dosed myself in alcohol and put myself on fire that's awesome and that that's works. why they call it rage yeah and then i did the same to our paladin because i think what the hell it worked <laughs> one time 
<laughs> so, uh, so we noticed the checking out your your episodes in December. You guys uh, integrated bingo and D and D to get yeah. the uh, audience engaged. How'd that work? Was it effective? Uh, some people enjoy it. It's not taken off that big, but you know we have yeah. things that keep repeating themselves. Like we have uh, a second character of Ian's who's not in the campaign, but he usually drops by. He's a voice impression. So he keeps dropping by unintentionally, and then we have we usually break out in song at least once a ta- once per episode. So nice. we have a sing along option, and we have a technical difficulty option. We have a low damage option, and you know Eldrick doing stupid stuff. <laughs> it, with uh, Norway, is there any of the hey you guys invaded our country animosity <laughs> with your British co-host? <laughs> no, not at all. No, uh, I don't think it's come up even once. <laughs> <laughs> what What does it mean to be a throw raider to you? I know you were in it from pretty much the beginning. Is it, do you have any thoughts on uh, what it's like to be a throw raider? Well, first of all, I was involuntarily drafted or ah. adop- or adopted by a chaotic anarchy, who sadly mm-hmm. couldn't make it. Yeah, she's good for doing that, just pulling people into nonsense. Yeah, she forcefully adopted me. I just found out on Twitter one day, and I was like, somebody forgot to give me that memo, but okay. Sure. Hi, Mom! <laughs> it's called conscription. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just I just rolled with it. Uh, I was forcefully pulled into a thread, and my phone just kind of blew up. I had 100, <laughs> 120... Um, notifications in 10 minutes i yep. was like what the heck is going on that <laughs> sounds about right yeah but then i i learned what the thread stand for and i was like yeah i'm in and i, I mentioned arc city i had talked to you before about our audio drama uh, that i'm gonna bring you in as a character yeah um, i'm so excited for that yeah me too man it's it's been crazy it's been fun because we're working on season two i have our little bonus that we're putting out soon um, and just a lot of work, but it's it's so cool because I can see the world growing and expanding. Yeah, you know, I I really love the Ark City. I've been re-listening it now, and it's I love it. I admire your talent in voices, man. Oh man, thanks. Well, I mean, the, the voice is pretty easy as far as um, Nathan Lawful Good because I, I kind of made him just to be me. So I kind of just um, play him as me. Uh, so that's that's really been the fun part of that, and I yeah. kind of. Just give me characters. I only have three voices, me and a a high-pitched one and a low-pitched one. Every time I try to do it on the microphone, I just choke up. (laughs) Yeah. Well, what about those voices in your head? You forgot to mention those. Yeah, they just stay in my head. (laughs) The key is to practice your voices in the shower before you actually get in front of the microphone. Yeah, I, I, I only have the low and scary one. Which we actually, yeah, we put that in our intro. That's one of the voices in there. Thread Raiders. <laughs> yeah. I actually use that when I um, want to scare the little one. I just go up behind her and do like, <laughs> and she freaks oh out. <laughs> yeah, that would work. That yeah. would work. And listeners, I want to mention that, uh, so if you want to check out the podcast, you can go to uh, Nerd Therapy's website. Um, it's a little unusual. It's www.nerdtherapy.xyz. Yeah. And, of course, you can find Nils on Twitter, again, at Heavy Metal Jesus. Yeah, and we have our Twitter handle for the podcast. It's Nerd Therapy Pod. So you can check that one out, too, if you want to. Yeah, yeah and uh, I, I want to say one thing. 
just to Duck, or how do you pronounce his name? Duckin? Daquin. Dak oh, Win. yeah, Dak. Yeah, Dak, Dak. Win. Oh, the, the beer challenge. Yeah, yes. Dak Win. The challenge is on. I'm coming for you, man. <laughs> My beard is coming for you. It's going to beat you to a bloody pulp. <laughs> My beard is coming for you. <laughs> also, an amazing plot for a horror movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the killer beard. That's. I have to tweet that to uh, Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. That guy is awesome. It's promo time. Hey, CA. Yes, Cruz. Our title sponsor this week is Tabletop Loot. You know what I like most about them? What's that? I like their slogan. Loot for every table? Like maybe a dining room table? Of course. What about an end table? Absolutely. A picnic table? Sounds groovy. A coffee table. That's my cup of tea. <gasps> a poker table. I'd bet my life on it. Ouija tables? If the spirit moves you. <laughs> Baby changing table. Shh, roll quietly. Pool table? I suppose, if the water is salty enough. What about a periodic table? Now you're just looking for a reaction. <laughs> well, what if I don't have a table? Wow, you got me with that one. Let me talk to the tabletop loot guys. Maybe I can get them to start selling tables. Sounds like a plan. Listeners, whether it's a kutatsu, a plinth, or a salt-encrusted Egyptian embalming table, tabletop loot, loot for every table. And now, back to our show. All right. I'm so excited to find out what's going on in Norway. Grez, you ready for the news? <laughs> is it time for the news? It is. It's news time. All right. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to lead off with Norway since that's part of our theme this week. So... Um, everybody loses luggage oh. all the time in airlines, right? Mm -hmm. Comedians joke about it all the time. Well, unfortunately for Oyvind Friedrichsen, he was the luggage. <laughs> Oyvind died on May the 5th uh -huh. at the age of 57 oh. in Tromsø, Norway. And his, he was waiting on the tarmac to be taken back to his home next door to another woman who was also on the tarmac, who had died in a completely unrelated fashion. Well, sadly, they took the wrong coffin and sent it to Poland. So uh, he is currently buried in Gnansk, which is in Poland, not in his home in Norway. And oh, this no. is the lead story in every Norway newspaper and has been for the past three days. <laughs> the Scandinavian Air Service has issued an apology... Uh, Nut Morten Janssen, who is the information manager for the SAS, said the following. It could be both human and technical error. We have an internal investigation to clarify this. End of quote. Um, they're hoping to get him back possibly by the end of the month, <laughs> if not definitely by the end of next month. Oh, jeez. No word on the name or identity of the woman who was left on the tarmac, nor her current standing. Norway may have some interesting stories, but they're not very good at filling them out with details. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> I, do you want to know where your baggage actually goes when you don't claim it? I do. <laughs> yes. It actually goes to a place called Unclaimed Baggage Center, which is located in Scottsboro, Alabama. And so if you don't claim your baggage and they try contacting you and you never find it, they send it there and then they sell it to the public. So you can actually go there and buy people shit. 
How awesome is that? Oh my God. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. That's one hell of a family vacation. Right? People have bought their wedding dresses there, which is very weird. And you can get like everything from diamond necklaces. Like, it's amazing what you can get there. I'm very excited and I want to go and I'll let you know how it all goes. <laughs> wow. Can you imagine you're flying somewhere and they lose your wedding dress? Like, right? that's tough. That like, you is. can't just, I mean, you can just get another one, but that's not a happy thing. No. Mm-mm. But I'd love to see what it looks like. Is it just a bunch of suitcases hanging out and you just get to go for it? Or, like, is everything hung up and it's kind of like a Goodwill situation? Like, Yeah. Is it an auction thing? Like, yeah. the uh, storage lockers? Like, you only, I'll take the black one with the wheels. Right. But no, the other one. one. I'd love right. to no, the find other one. like a really old suitcase from like the 1800s or something that's there and like purchase that because like that'd be really neat to see what they had in there. It says Grandpappy across it. <laughs> oh my God. There's stickers from like all kinds of different places. And after this story, you might find a body in it. You never know. Whoa. Yeah, right. <laughs> you open it up, Grandpappy. That would, <laughs> that would be my luck. Oh no. I'll let you know. <laughs> Yeah, you pay $20 for luggage, there's a body in it, so the police take it away and you lose 20 bucks. <laughs> in addition, there was some other non-Norwegian news this week. Surprise, surprise. Say it isn't so. So, a lot of people are concerned about animal testing. And we're not here to debate whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. However, it might be a thing of the past. There is a company in San Diego named Organovo. And they have, um, I'm not going to say perfected because they're still putting the final touches on it, but they are very far along on putting together a, a, a process by which they can 3D print organs, like your personal organs. So imagine if a, a 3D printer like created a liver for you. Um, and they actually, at the moment, are able to print up sections of a liver the size of a dollar bill now this is actually a pretty tremendous breakthrough the reason for that is because in humans the liver can regenerate itself but if you poison it too much it starts to shut down too quickly it's called cirrhosis and so for people who have cirrhosis especially people like alcoholics this is an opportunity to actually 3d print yourself a patch more or less of your own liver and then put it on top of your real liver through an operation. And they say that within the next three years or so that they might be able to actually go to a hospital, take your DNA, create your liver for you, and then have a doctor put it in. So I imagine um, you'd have to need, you'd need some flesh or DNA to actually throw in the printer, wouldn't you? You would need the DNA. You just put paper in there. Yeah, because mm-hmm. <laughs> it would have to match wow. with your body. Correct. Now, I can't swear that there's nothing like, let's say, a universal donor who is never, you know, whose DNA somehow is never rejected. You know, that could be something in the future. But for right now, it's my understanding from what I read that, you know, they need your DNA in order to do that. Now, that brings us back to animal testing. So, obviously, drug companies uh, and, um, you know, companies that make makeup and things like that, they have mice monkeys rabbits all kinds of things on which they do testing this is actually a possible way to get around that because uh first of all liver poisoning is what they're already doing but they might expand to do human skin for burn victims or you know uh, that sort of stuff so it is possible that they might be able to create for instance dollar size pieces of skin on which to test medication 
or dollar-sized pieces of uh, kidney on which to test drugs. So there is a possibility that this technology could end animal testing within the next, say, couple of decades. Hmm. Which I thought was pretty interesting. It is very interesting. It's amazing how far along that the world has come. And so our final piece of news today is going to be uh, astronomical. So (laughs) Venus rotates in the wrong direction. So all of the planets rotate uh, counterclockwise. It rotates in in the clockwise direction. Or could we all be wrong and maybe Venus has got it right? That is a possibility. Um, Why blame Venus? Well, (laughs) usually it's the odd man out. And the thought there is that uh, Venus may have been struck with some sort of large asteroid. Well, not asteroid, but, Mm. you know, other planet or something like that. And that caused it it to spin in the wrong direction. Wow, that's insane. Can you imagine that that happened to us? Well... Ironically, there's also a theory about that because our moon is so large that people think that it may have been a second planet that struck us, broke in half, became the moon, and then the rest was Earth. So now, all the planets move in the same direction, right? So do all the asteroids. So do all the moons. Everything in our universe moves in a counterclockwise direction, except asteroid 2015BZ509. Which is locked in orbit. It's locked in Jupiter's orbit, but it's moving in the opposite direction around the sun. So it passes Jupiter twice a year. It's moving at the exact same speed and is, even though Jupiter has a tremendous gravitational field, the asteroid actually drifts away and then Jupiter pulls it back in. And then the asteroid drifts away and Jupiter pulls it back in. So it's actually a stable orbit around the sun, but it's heading in the wrong direction. And what scientists Mm. think is that this is the first item in our solar system that for sure came from somewhere else because it's the only thing that's moving in the wrong direction. That came from somewhere else? Yes, an immigrant, if you will. I thought it was just hit by something that caused it to go the wrong way. No, solar systems um, throw stuff out all the time into the inky blackness Mm -hmm. of space. Oh, you're thinking this was thrown out? We think that, well, by we I mean they think that <laughs> yeah. uh, this rock was hurled out of one solar system and that somehow we picked it up and it got stuck in just the right way to be in Jupiter's gravity. It doesn't interfere with any of the moons. It's actually quite a far distance out, so it's not within any... Like, Jupiter has rings, very faint rings that you can't really see. Um, yes. So it doesn't interfere with any of that. It's it's quite a ways out. But Jupiter is such a massive planet, it still affects it gravitationally. I, and it's cool, your title of that. People can't see Rogue One. It's <laughs> the Rogue One. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. And I am really scared right now because it's time for our new segment. You're scared. Okay. We're fixing me. <laughs> <laughs> you might actually get fixed. Oh, no. I like the way I am. All right, so here it is, folks. I have some issues. And uh, socially awkward, uh, 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 I'm, a, I'm a very weird kind of person. So what we would like to do is attempt every week to try to fix some small part of me so that eventually I will become an actual human. And this week, we're, we're going to try to help me to figure out where to go to meet women. I don't necessarily find talking to women difficult. I find finding women difficult. I don't know where to go to actually find the kind of women who I would be interested in. And so I have enlisted my co-host to attempt to fix me in this way. Um, and, and I'm going to ask them a series of questions, and hopefully we'll get to the bottom of this, and maybe I'll have a chance at happiness. But you said the type of women you would like. What, what would be your type mm-hmm. of woman? One that has 
or had in the past ovaries. That would probably be the first thing that I would go for. <laughs> oh well, my goodness! I'm not necessarily particular about blonde or brunette. Um, right. You know, I'm I'm not even necessarily concerned about physical looks. I'm kind of looking for somebody who is interesting or yeah. conversational or mm-hmm. laughs, likes jokes. Oh. Yeah, with some in- common interests. Enjoys sure. my yeah. jokes. It's understandable. Is willing to laugh even if I'm not funny. <laughs> you did mention Venus, and I know men are from Mars and women are from Venus. I heard that before. <laughs> so maybe you could go to Venus. Oh, that would be the first. Just rotate the right way. Those are some hot chicks. <laughs> <laughs> For your situation, I think you have specific interest and you do want someone that is on your same level as far as intellect, as far as wit. And I think that you can appreciate each other. Um, so you're not looking for someone that uh, you're just going to pick up at a bar. Uh, it could be online. Uh, it could. I mean, not to say that there's not a, a smart intellectual woman at a bar, sure. but um, you want something more specific where you can sit down and talk with someone. He, exactly. I think my problem with yeah. bars and nightclubs is that the music is thumping, 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 thumping in the background. Yeah. I'm I'm a funny person. I like talking. I like you know finding yes. out about you. Yep. Bars and nightclubs are a horrible place for that. But it seems like everywhere I go online, they're saying that's the place to meet people. And I think that's the easy, quick fix to meet and hook up. I don't think it's where you really find someone where you get to know them on a more intimate level. So I think that's out for you for sure. I, I think the hard part of this is is your issue with um, uh, not being able to go out and socialize. So that becomes difficult because I think the real answer is getting out and socializing at these different events, kind of like like uh, CAs going to these um, cons, going to things like that. Um, and even at the library, there's meet things. There's, um, man, what is that website I just hooked up with? Meetup.com? And where you can find gamers and people of different... Oh. And there's a, and the only thing I've gone on there for was D&D, like finding gaming tabletop nights sure, sure. for people local. Yeah, meetup.com. And, but there's a whole mess of you know reasons why you would meet up so i don't even know what they are but um but now i get emails from these groups in the area that i give it a radius of where i'm looking and they'll send me things hey there's a meetup starting for this they're going to play a game here they're starting a new game and i'll and i could go check it out and meet these people by by putting yourself out there and that's a big step for you i think is just going to be doing that yeah. but by going out to those things you're going to meet these other people male or female and then you might meet this guy and he hits you and he goes oh wow and hey i got a sister blah 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 you know but you have to first get out there and i think that's the most difficult part is just putting yourself out there at all yeah i haven't had a wingman in a while yeah oh, Should, well, you I'm need here to do that if you ever need any hey that's yeah wing women are the best oh yeah, yeah. mm mm-hmm. mhm now, let me ask you this. Should I actually create a business card that says, like, Griswick and then, comma, potential lover? Like, I mean, is there... <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> that would be very funny, but it may be... Okay, so not the kind of humor that we're looking for? A bit extreme, yeah. <laughs> okay. See, the other thing that I worry about is I'm a quirky and odd person, so I enjoy sleeping in a twin-size bed. That doesn't mean that I think that the world should be like the 1950s, with Rob and Laura in different beds, but you know, and I think the uh, going back to the online thing, I think there's a couple uh, apps um, that would be good. You definitely want to go. Don't want to go on tw- uh, what is that? Um, Tinder. 
the the swipe thing. Yeah. No, that's not what you're looking for. Yeah, no. You're not looking for a one night stand thing. But they have the other ones like Harmony.com e- is like a legit one. I think you have to pay for that or something. Yeah, eHarmony you have to pay for. eHarmony. It. There's a couple big ones that I think would be more up your alley. So whatever you're into, like go for those one. You know what is that one? FarmersOnly.com. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, specifically though, I think if you really go into that with the right headset and you're totally honest, put up legit pictures of you, don't be embarrassed, put up so you can see. So, you know, when you finally, if you do meet up with someone, they're not like, that's not what you look like. You know, be serious about it, put up pictures. And so you know if someone's getting what they're what they're looking at, and and talk about that. I like to sleep in a twin bed, you know. Uh, and people would be like, someone would get that, the person you're looking for. So you're not wasting sure. your time. I think that's See, definitely for me with online dating. It would be very complicated because I am I like to be physical. I like to have that intimate relationship with people, and it's very difficult to do that online. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's very Such, trouble. Such trouble. Such <laughs> trouble. And another issue I'm having is that um, my last uh, three relationships that were online is that they don't want to leave the house. They, they're, there's a reason why they prefer the online dating because they, they don't want to go out into the world. Um, they're not one to, to move to PA or they just prefer because maybe social awkwardness to, to be home. Um, so you you meet people who um, you really want to ask questions and and get to know them to make sure that that's right for you because yes. uh, there's all kinds of people online for and I think you need to be very specific though I think uh, even CA if you're doing it still you know be specific about that you know so well, people shouldn't even find you in a search if they're if they're you know the house nerd that's sitting there you know so don't make it focus on I like D&D and, and gaming because you're going to get those people that are most of those people are the ones that are socially awkward. I mean, that's just that sure. world. Yeah. Not everyone. And but. like, I learned that the hard way. Like, I really liked this one guy and we really hit it off. It was fantastic. And he just, he, he didn't want to move to PA. And I felt like I should have just asked that from the very beginning. Like, right. be straightforward. This is what I'm looking for. You know, this is what I need. And then go there before you get yep. seriously attached. And to have that in your main bio right from the get. Yeah. Like, have a set of mm-hmm. questions. And I've seen them sure. before. You know, and you have it. Hey, look, here's some things that are no-goes or these are you know uh, a definite no or make or break kind of thing oh crap right. someone's calling me <laughs> do you hear that that can't no, be true because one of the things that, in our show notes is turn call. off your phone that was, no it's not my phone it's a Skype call on my computer that is weird <laughs> yeah I got one too earlier on my, on my it, computer it must Skype be some it. those spam it's things it's an upload did we yeah. book someone is it possible that we yeah. booked someone and we lost our minds <laughs> we're falling to pieces people yeah. I'm sorry and don't don't change it either because you're worried about maybe nobody liking you or nobody contacting you. If you no. know what you want, you know you don't want kids, you know yep. that you don't want to get married, state it because yep. otherwise you're just wasting your time. That's right. Yeah, I'm me. I know the Franklin Institute. Go to museums. Maybe you'll meet somebody there who's interested in the art that you like. You know, it's it's good to get out there. It's a great way to meet somebody if you don't want to do the online dating. Now, see, we're in really good territory here. So mm-hmm. let's say that I went to a museum. Because I think it's well established that I enjoy museums. How do you just walk up to a random human being and say what? Oh, I'm really good with this. <laughs> <laughs> if you want one of I these will. in your house, I can install it. I'm good at invading your personal space. <laughs> um, go up and introduce yourself. The object is not to be afraid to fail. Confidence but- will get you far. Go up, introduce yourself. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, and you go on, move on, 
find another person. Um, I think a lot of people are so afraid to be turned down yep. or what's going to happen. Yeah. And that's such a shame because you're missing out on such amazing opportunities. And it's easier said than done, though, because when you're it socially is, yeah. awkward and, um, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have great self-esteem, it's difficult. It's, um, you know, I know for me, you know, I don't have a problem with self-esteem and, and awkwardness, but I do have a problem with failure. So, you know, going up and, and doing that, taking that first step, I'm scared to be put down or, or be rejected. That does bother me. Um, so that's an issue. That's one thing. Um, but be going out there and put myself out is not a problem. But then to finally say, hey, you want to go out some night? Th- then they might say no. Oh, my God. No, don't say no to me. <laughs> you know, so everybody has their own little thing. So I think what CA said is true. If you can get to that point, absolutely. But until then... I think you need to go to some different events and just get comfortable being around like-minded people. And then things will just happen. I think you'll meet people and they'll be like, hey, you're single. Oh, hey, you know, bring your wife or girlfriend. Oh, well, I'm single. Oh, really? And then you just happen to meet these people. You put yourself out there more. You you meet this guy at Meetup up at the Barnes & Noble, you know, in King of Prussia or wherever, you know. Uh, And that's why I think like D&D is so popular at these conventions because it is a great way to socialize with people to not only find a relationship but also make friends. That's right. You get to know each other on a fantasy level and in reality. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and even even just the online stuff like Twitter, man, it's amazing. Like just just being on Twitter and like just knowing you guys. I mean, I've met you guys and, and now I've met you in person, too. But just online relationships that have become friendships like where I feel I don't. I have like maybe two friends, you know, local. My dad's like my best friend now, and never was like that growing up. But he's like my best friend where I can go for anything. I think I have one other guy that I'm still friends with that is my go-to dude that I can be like, hey man, you know, and he'll be there for me. Other than that, like I don't. There's no one. I I, I mean, I'll hang out with people. I'm acquainted with a lot of people, um, work people, but they're they're not my friends, you know. So online people, I feel like more of a kinship with than the people mm-hmm. that I game with and hang. And it's like common interest, and I feel closer to them than anyone else. Yeah, and I'm not saying, like, I don't have any fear at all. Like, everybody has flaws. We're humans. It's bound to happen. And, like, for me, my weight is, like, a big issue Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. I'm always concerned that I'm going to be turned down for being a bigger girl. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not, like, you know, the hottest chickie on the the Playboy magazine. But, you know, it's good to push yourself because you deserve happiness, too. Bam! I love this segment. (laughs) I love this segment. I feel so much better. (laughs) See that? Awesome. Good. I love it. Then worst comes to worst, you can use public transportation because I'm picked up all the time on ah. the train. <laughs> oh, my God. Might not be who you're looking for, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Dave, I was thinking, like last week, you were talking about the um, uh, the Harry Potter game that you yes. picked up on your phone. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, I hate it. I'm playing it constantly. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it addictive? You know, it's it's really not great as far as the mechanics because it's basically just click 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 click. But sure. I just love the Harry Potter universe that it's mm-hmm. it's enough of story in it and it's like I said it's got the characters from it that I'm like, "Yes, I'm in I'm going to Hogwarts." You know, even though it's a stupid lame game mechanic. But yes, so it's enough to keep me constantly going back once I build up some energy. Yes, I'm, I have time. I can go back and do another segment. <laughs> Did you see Fantastic Beasts? Oh yeah, no, I love I love every part of. Yeah. I've read the uh, the other book too. That was the um, the musical. Did you read that book? Or not no. a musical, but it's a play. You didn't read that? No. <gasps> oh my god, it's so good. Is it? Oh yes. <gasps> I'm, my my daughter, who is a, more of a fan than I am, she didn't really like it that much. I don't know why, but it's written as a as a um, uh, like a script. Um, so it's kind of weird to read it. 
Um, but mm-hmm. it's it was a, a play that they've done over in England. And I don't know where else they've done it, but uh, J.K. Rowling was behind it, and, and the writers, she approved it. So it's cool. actually after Hogwarts. It's years later. Uh, they have kids. So it's their kids now. It's like Harry's kid. It's it's uh, Draco's ah. kid. It's, okay. uh, it's uh, Ron's lives. kid. Yeah. It's oh. wild. It's so basically... The three B actors who appear at the end of the last Harry Potter movie <laughs> yes, yes, go yes. on to become a brand new thing. Okay, that's shine. fine. Totally, man. It's cool. It's fun. Yeah. Well, the reason all. why I bring it up is because it's funny that you mentioned that you really enjoy the theme, but that the mechanics aren't working for you. Yeah. Because it occurred to me that I play a clicker. I play yeah. several clickers actually, right. um, and the clicker that I play is called Holiday City. Okay, or Holiday City Reloaded, because it's actually the second time around, because the first one, they messed it up a little bit. Okay. But anyway, I was thinking about it. So it's a standard clicker, okay? Um, You are, the theme of the game is that you own a city, or you're the mayor, basically, Mm -hmm. and there are 10 businesses, and your job is to upgrade the 10 businesses over and over again. And each time you upgrade them, they make a little bit more money, thus you can buy bigger, better upgrades. Um, standard clicker stuff, I think. Mm. Um, you, in addition to that, so most clickers stop right there. It's just about the money. But this game also incorporates a resources system where five of those businesses generate resources. And then you can use those as well for other bonuses. Um, it, it, as part of the theme, because it's a town, you know, you're upgrading over time, so eventually it becomes a city, then a metropolis. You're adding in a port and an airport, and they have all kinds of like little mini games in there. So it's it's a lot more extensive than your regular clicker. But I was thinking about like clickers in general. It's such a basic mechanic. Why have they caught on? Like the first clicker, the first mm. real clicker probably was like Farmville, right? In like mm. in like. 2010 whenever it was <laughs> you know it, like since then the the like the clicker you know the genre yeah. started back in 2015 the first one that came out was called clicker heroes and it went bananas online and since then which has only been what three years almost to the day they have had over 90 different clicker games come out. Some paid for, some are free, and that's just on Steam. Imagine how many are on the phone because that's really where clicking, yeah, you know, like that's the big thing the is on the phones. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I thought, you know, I, I find it fascinating because you're clicking a button and then you're leaving for three hours and then you're coming back and clicking the button again. Yeah. What is it about that that is so addictive for some people like i find them i find them fascinating like i feel like i'm min maxing you know that i'm increasing my personal efficiency hmm. through yeah, playing for, this game for me it's not i i've i've dropped a lot of those games because it is it's not something that keeps me hooked whereas like i was just talking about this harry potter one just because of that universe it's the only thing that keeps me going i love that gotcha. world, even though i'm just clicking things well, Farmville was interesting, but it's a little bit different than a clicker because you actually could plan your farm yes, out you and then work with your friends. Of, yeah, totally. Yeah, and this is you know just you clicking on things. Clicker Heroes was a game where you had to fight this creature and you had to level up in order to become powerful enough to beat the creature, and then the next creature would pop up. This one's a little different. You're just perpetually running the city and increasing the levels of all the different things to get to the next level, to get to the next level. And, you know, but I don't know why I'm addicted to this game. (laughs) 
It's weird. Well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That'll be next week <laughs> on Fix Grizz. That's right. <laughs> Yay. Everybody do research. <laughs> so anyway, for those of you out there who enjoy Clickers, if you haven't seen Holiday City Reloaded yet, um, you might want to check it out. Um, there are some pay-to-win elements, so you can plunk down like uh, 10 bucks, and you get some gold bars. And with the gold bars, you can buy boosters mm. to accelerate the whole thing for like one day or right. 10 days or that sort of thing. Um, and so, you know, uh, you you can kind of buff yourself up. But it doesn't really matter because you're not competing against other people. It's just if you, you know, uh, decide you don't want to wait, you can buy into the game a little bit more. That's how they make their money. Mm-hmm. Is it time for our, my favorite segment? What's in the box? What's in the box? Sure. Why not? And now it's time for What's in the Box? The continuing saga of 26 starving youths, two poor bastards who won't live out the week, one blind sensei, an amateur entrepreneur, and one sensational hero with some serious Santa Claus issues. Everybody ready? (laughs) Yeah. You, Molly the Yak, and two-thirds of a Cerberus lumber your way toward the greatest fire trap in history. You have mixed feelings about your quest so far. You are emboldened by your thwarting of the road bandits, but your mind is anguished by the ever-present sloshing of yak's milk. Your first night on the road goes peacefully, but the next day you wake up to discover something odd. To the average layperson, it's a simple cave. But to you, it's an alarm bell. Because yesterday, when you made camp, that cave wasn't there. You tell your animal companions to sit tight, and with one sword in each hand, you head into the cave. Compared to the dozens of caves you've looted over the years, this one is, sadly, quite boring. After ten minutes of rummaging through discarded mining equipment, you're ready to call it quits. But what's this? Out of the corner of your eye, in a nook, dimly lit by a crack in the ceiling, you spy what appears to be an old wooden coffin. The lid features ornate engravings and what might be carved writing but the writing can't be read it's covered in centuries worth of dust you blow off the dust (laughs) turning the room into a dust cloud you cough and hack your way to reveal the surname lionfoot but just as you're about to introduce lionfoot to sneaky hand something goes terribly wrong Your ears begin to fill with the sounds of hushed laughter. Your nose begins to fill with the smell of gym socks. Your skin begins to fill with the texture of goose pimples. (laughs) And you become acutely aware that you are no longer alone. You turn to your right, and you see Molly eating a spider. What? You turn to your left, and you see Sally Slayer doing the same. Name Slayer, Sally Slayer. Shall I serve you up a sautéed spider? The two-headed hell beast (laughs) nudges you from behind and makes the following request. Hey, new guy, when you're done with your little freak out over there, could you scratch behind my left head's right ear? I've had an itch that's been bugging me for over a century. You scold Poodle incredulously. I told you two to wait outside. We are outside. Maybe from now on, you should be careful who you blow. Oh my God. And there at your feet, you see one more old friend. You're not sure what she's looking at because her eyes have rolled back in her skull. But she's holding a box the size of an 11-ounce bag of coffee grounds. 
It's wrapped in a barbed wire. Through the cracks of the lid oozes whiffs of a green glowing fog. On top of the box are special gloves to protect you from the barbed wire. And when you go to put them on, a severed hand falls out onto the floor. <gasps> if you weren't you, you'd be gone by now. But you are you, aren't you? My question for you is this. What's in the box? Okay. I think I'm ready. Are you going to open the box? Yes, I open the box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. What do you got, CA? Inside the box, you see what appears to be a very large candle. You can hold it with two hands. It's pretty heavy. Uh, it's black and smells of hemlock. Also inside are matches. Ooh. Is it a Yankee candle or a regular candle outside of a bottle? <laughs> it's just a, a wax candle. It doesn't have like a wrapping around it or anything like that. Okay. How long is the wick? Uh, it's barely noticeable. Ooh. Mm-hmm. A previously used candle. All right. I light the candle. As you light the candle, uh, a little bit of wax falls into the floor and a hole burns through and you can see down below. Ooh. What's down below? Uh, down below, as you look through the floor, is the floor below you, and there's another box. <laughs> a box under the box. That's brilliant. Yes, it's a coffin-like box. Oh, my God. <laughs> as I look over. All right. Now, so I've, I've, already changed, I've already changed up. I can't go back. No, wait. Son we can a... make this work. <laughs> so I pour the candle wax to make a hole big enough for me to go through, and underneath, what do I find? What kind of box is it? It's a coffin. Yes, it is. What does it say in the coffin? (laughs) Empire, what does it say in your box? (laughs) You guys are messing with me. (laughs) My brain. I just switched gears. I was trying to help you. But I've already switched gears. We're so close. We're at the coffin now. Go back. Now, what floor are you putting a hole in? (laughs) (laughs) There's a floor? (laughs) That's that's the cave. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) A floor of this little box? I can't breathe. a hole? Yeah. How we the hell burned you a hole through the cave there. floor, and so, now we're one level down. So. <laughs> you, can, you can do it, Dave. What's in your coffin? Yeah, I really, though, my brain, I'm not good at this because my I had my something set up, and then I, I was thrown off. So now I'm like, okay, hurry up. <laughs> I got something else. And then you switch back. I, I'm like, no! <laughs> you can open the coffin, and there'll be a box inside. I blame that granola <laughs> <Yeah>. bar. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, he was trying to help. I'm so sorry. That's funny. We Lion found a real foot. coffin. Okay. Oh, the other one was just a mirage. <gasps> oh, Ooh, an illusion. Good. Just like I'm imagining my people are with me, but they're not. Yes. <gasps> See? Intense. So you open the, the coffin. <laughs> and you see a... Yes. Yes. <laughs> A long sword. A long sword. Ah, of course it is. Oh, ornate. I love it. An ornate long sword and an ornate cave box. Yes. yes. With the uh, the head of a lion on the top of the hilt. Uh, and it's just laying there waiting for you to pick it up. Is it whole or is it in pieces? It is whole. It looks it looks unimaginably clean and pristine uh, for being sitting in this box for God knows how many years. So it definitely doesn't look like it was used in battle or anything like that? Correct. It looks like it was brand new. Does it look like it has... Does it have a sheath or anything like that? Uh, there is a sheath laying next to it, yes. But the, the oh. sword is out. 
<laughs> Does the sheath have any stones or anything that I might want to sell later? How long's your sword? It does. It's a long sword. It's pretty long. <laughs> Use your imagination. <laughs> oh, I am. Believe me. <laughs> I love it. I declare you both winners. <laughs> this was a cave in Norway, by the way. See that? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We're keeping with the theme. You're transported to Norway, but guess what? Twist. You're really in Poland. <laughs> <laughs> the horror. The horror. That's funny because I wrote the I wrote the coffin thing before I found the coffin story. See that? <laughs> it's all tying together. Bam. I like it. Are we finishing up? I yep. think so. All right. So next up on our agendas, oh, I see uh, CA has a new update. I will be at Too Many Games, June 22nd to the 23rd at Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks, PA. So if you guys want to come hang out with me, I know Nerd Immersion tends to frequent it there as well. I don't know if he's going this year, but I would love to hang out with you. So let me know. Excellent. Excellent. That same weekend, uh, I will be at Philadelphia Podfest. And the schedule is out. So it's phillypodfest.com. And I will put the link in the show notes. And we will be that first Saturday, uh, A Quest for Magic and Steel will be on at 1 p.m. at Tattooed Moms on South Street in Philly. We'll be doing a one-hour little stint of our show. And then the whole weekend, um, Steel Empire is going to be doing sound. We'll be putting up a little PA speaker and having the mics out for all the other podcasters of the Philadelphia area for the whole weekend, Saturday and Sunday. And then the following weekend, uh, the end of June and the beginning of July, we'll be there again. We'll be at Tattooed Moms. We're also at um, uh, Amalgam Comics, and we're going to be at the Roomba Club. There's a couple other ones, but just follow the link, and if you want to come check out some cool live podcasts. And on July 28th is the Thread Raiders birthday <coughs> extravaganza. <laughs> yes. Very excited. We're going to be streaming live on Twitch, so you look up Thread Raiders on Twitch. You can find us and you can come hang out with us. Uh, August 2nd, the first week in August, uh, it starts Wednesday evening. People will be coming in. And then the actual convention starts Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, Gen Con. Uh, it will be there in Indianapolis, Indiana at the ba- big convention center and the football arena. I don't know if that's what you call it, but uh, the football place. Uh, And uh, it's going to be a good time. I will be there. CA will be there. And I believe my daughter is scheduled to be there as well. Amara, my DM extraordinaire. So she was excited to hear that CA is going to be there too. She's like, oh my God, really? That's so exciting. Yeah, it's so cool. So uh, I'm going to be DMing some Cobalt Press uh, material. So make sure you look for, if you're looking for a D&D game, Look uh, in the events. You can schedule events. Find uh, Malmet, M-H-A. I, sh- I should get the spelling for this. <laughs> That's so funny. Malmet Heist. It's a heist. That's going to be a four-hour-long heist, and um, there's a few openings there. So grab one of those and come and hang out with me in a, in a fun adventure. Yeah. And on November 3rd, Extra Life Fundraiser, Thread Raiders are coming together for 24 hours of streaming straight, bringing you RPGs and video games. Come hang out with us. Donate some money. All the proceeds go to Children's Hospital. Really means a lot to us and for the kids. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, We also want to thank our sponsor, Tabletop Loot, as always, um, as well as Nils, who was nice enough to give us uh, his interview for the week. Uh, We really appreciate his time. Thanks, Nils. Yeah, thanks for the invite to uh, hang out with Nerd Therapy. We loved having you. It was a good time. 
Yes, and we apologize for not having any idea how time zones work. That is entirely <laughs> on us. Uh, we'll make it up to you, buddy. And for those of you who are listening on iTunes, we would like you to uh, consider possibly uh, helping us boost our ratings by giving us a review below. And as always, you can find us on uh, Facebook and Twitter and all of the social media accounts. And if you need any of those links, you can find us on threadraiders.com. .com, .com. And that's going to be it. Yay! See ya! <laughs>